Hey guys, welcome back to Droolish. This is Joey. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish, episode 19. I'm your host, Joey Montano. If you're new to Droolish, this is a sleep and relaxation podcast where I occasionally talk about different subjects, but I've been doing this NFL picks thing for, well, since the start of the season, and uh, I've been loving it, and hopefully you guys have been loving it too. Uh, Generally, if you're unfamiliar with kind of how I do these picks, I kind of change the format ever so slightly depending on how I'm feeling about the week, and uh, this week what we're going to be doing is... First thing, we're going to review last peak, last week's picks. So week week uh, week five, last week was week five. Wow, we're going to review week five's picks, which oof, that was a rough week. It seemed like we were starting strong, but man, that turned terrible very, very, very fast. So uh, we'll talk about that. Then I'm going to uh, up, uh, I should say, jettison my uh, anti-power ranking segment. So that's going to be after we review the picks. Uh, the reason why I'm doing that is because uh, I want the following segment to be, you know, the NFL pickums that I normally do. Um, but the twist here is I'm I'm going to be using my anti-power rankings to at least distinguish the picks that I have moving forward. Because I, if you noticed last week, I've was, was very wishy-washy in a lot of picks that I didn't have super high confidence in, which seemed very close, like 60-40s. And if you watched the NFL last week, there were a lot of close games. I will allow you like like too many close games. So, um, so you know that's the nature of you know of uh, doing these picks too. And even if you're doing sports betting, is that some of these some of these games are easily going to be toss ups regardless of what the odds say. Uh, and especially like in some of these division matchups, like the Rams and Seahawks, the Steelers and Ravens, like almost you know as long as it both teams somewhat show up. It's going to be a close one. So, uh, you know, I, you know, you don't need to feel, or I don't need to feel bad about some of those picks because they are literally coin flips. So, uh, so you just keep that in mind. Uh, that being said, I was a little bit way off base. Uh, so yeah, we're going to review last week's picks. We're going to go over the anti-power rankings and then we're going to do week five picks followed by the uh, underdog picks as well. And uh, long story short, the underdog picks were, uh, quite terrible last week. They weren't terrible, but uh, oh boy, uh, you win some, you lose some. I was feeling pretty good after last week, and it, uh, and yeah, I felt very very sad. Uh, so yeah, let's let's get to it, and yeah, let's dive in. So last week, week four or week five was interesting, very interesting. Because I'll, I'll just go through the list, okay? So in order, uh, Seattle versus the Rams. So I picked the Rams uh, last week, and they edged out a loss against Seattle. They missed that field goal. You know, there's nothing I can do there. I picked the underdog to win, and I believe they were going to win, and all it came down to was a field goal. You know, it's results matter at the end of the day, so I, I can't complain. It was close. I sh- you know, I wish I had it, but, uh, you know, this wasn't a bad pick. So... Uh, you know, even though it's a loss, you know, it's not a, uh, I don't count this as a bad pick. Okay. So yeah, lost one. If you pick Seattle, congrats, you won the coin flip and I lost the coin flip. 
the next game, I'm very impressed with this one, is picking Seattle over Cincinnati. Uh, not only that they were underdog pick, I actually went money line with them uh, just last minute, just looking at some of the research in, in my head. And I, this is where I looked at the uh, anti-power rankings, too. I had Arizona ahead of Cincinnati and what the anti-power rankings do. is It's also a good grasp for me to understand who can beat who uh, in any given Sunday with, with the, within reasonable expectations. And it just seemed, I mentioned this last week, it just seems that Arizona was one tier above Cincinnati and the spectrum of bad teams. They were mediocre, like compared to terrible in Cincinnati. And Arizona got the win. Uh, they made it a sweat for whatever reason because uh, they were up like 23, like they were up like 23, 9 or something like that. So uh, Arizona, you, you finally got your win and you are turning things around with Kyle Murray. Uh, if you've listened to my previous podcast, I've been quite annoyed by the team in general early this season, but they've slowly been garnering a little bit of respect, at least in my eyes. And like I said, I picked them last week and it showed. So good congrats in Arizona. Uh, Buffalo, I picked them to win over Tennessee. Uh, even though, yeah, even though I did pick Tennessee to uh, beat the spread for whatever reason. But uh, yeah, for me, this is more of like any given Sunday type of feel. So I picked Buffalo as an underdog um, to beat Tennessee. And I don't know why I actually placed a bet outside of the actual pickums to indicate otherwise. It's kind of, that, that's on me. I'm, I'm an idiot. Um, so that's another thing, too. I shouldn't be overthinking some of these. Next one. Oakland versus Chicago. This was another game that was just too shenanigan uh, I'm going to chalk this up as Chicago wasn't going to win anyway. They got a lot of luck um, to even be in the game, honestly. And Oakland, I, I'll i talk about this later, but Oakland has uh, become, is starting to become a dark horse in the league. And I noticed this last week, but uh, I'll, I'll talk more about that later. So, uh, at this point, again, I'm two for two. Wrong on Seattle and Oakland. Sorry, Seattle and Chicago. Uh, next one, uh, the Saints beating Tampa. Nailed it. Uh, next one, Minnesota being, beating the Giants. I nailed this, although, honestly, I was a little bit more nervous because uh, it's just Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. They tend to show up. They feel like the old-school Lions before Matt Patricia, uh, how, Kirk, how Kirk plays. Uh, depending on how, if a team's good or bad, they uh, they fold. They, they usually beat teams that they're supposed to, and then with teams that they're not, they are kind of the middle ground, at least for now. Uh, in, in, in regards to Kirk's performance, I can't say the team as a whole. So this was more of a uh, a litmus test for the Giants, and I thought they were going to step up uh, at least to make it closer. Even though I picked it, even though I picked the Vikings to win, remember I picked them to win. Um, it was just a beat down. So Minnesota. I uh, picked them, got it. Uh, the Eagles against the Jets. The Jets just don't show any form of life. So Eagles got an easy win there. I probably should just keep betting against the spread against the Giants because they just go with the spread. Um, next game. I picked Pittsburgh over Baltimore. Uh, we saw that one. That was a heartbreaker. Uh, I thought Pittsburgh was going to get it uh, over time. I think they went and muffed it or something like that. Uh, it should have been a Pittsburgh win regardless. I... Uh, I shouldn't say it should have. They, you know, they had they had the opportunity. It's about where they lost. This one, I'm similar with the with the Rams uh, Seahawks game. This was a 50-50. I think we all knew it at the end of the day. Uh, I don't know why 80% of the people picked Baltimore to win. This was a closer matchup than anticipated. 
Luckily, talk about spreads, I, I didn't pick the money line over Pittsburgh. I actually took the spread because uh, it was three and a half, and I knew this was going to be not new, but I had a very good hunch uh, that that uh, Pittsburgh was going to make it very competitive and even squeak out a victory. But if they were going to lose, um, it would be by three points. So I took the three and a half, uh, which was a good line. Oof, lucky me. So uh, underdog still did not win the pick'em though. So sorry. Um, I don't count. I don't chalk that one as a bad pick either. That was at 50-50. Um, so you know, generally so far the picks, give or take the coin flips, have been really solid uh, up until this point. And then it gets quite turns turns around very fast. So I picked New England over Washington. That was pretty easy. Uh, New England had a scary first half, but they pulled it together. Uh, and then I picked Jacksonville over Carolina, riding the the Minshew train. Uh, I'm going to chalk this up as a flat-out loss. Jacksonville was competitive with Carolina. I just didn't think Carolina was going to be this good with their quarterback. So, and with Christian McCaffrey, is just amazing. And yeah, was there was that fumble return for a touchdown that could have swung the game. But at the end of the day, both both of these teams were competitive, and Carolina made fewer mistakes. So it, it's it's a decisive victory. I can't. That's that's on me. Uh, you know, that's two. Two reasonably incorrect picks. Um, that's fine. Uh, and then I picked Houston to win over Atlanta. I did not expect Atlanta to score a lot. Uh, but Houston, yeah, ran drain. And then uh, <laughs> the last four. All these are wrong. Uh, so up until this point, I was like, what, 7 for, seven for 10? 7 for 11? Yeah, pretty solid. Uh, 7 and 4, and then it just <laughs> goes bad. I had the Chargers over Denver. Um... No, I think I said Denver was going to be competitive in this game. I should have listened to myself, too. Uh, but uh, but even in my power rankings, I, I, I always put Denver in the, you know, they're not terrible. Like, they're almost like in the same realm with Pittsburgh. Like, they could be good if they just get a couple pieces back together. They're, they're being very overlooked. So uh, Denver did win. Congrats, Chargers. Sorry, I thought you were going to be better, but I was wrong. I was wrong in that one. I picked Dallas over Green Bay. I think last week that was a close one. I, I gave the edge to Dallas uh, as a pick 'em only because they had it at home, and I think the odds were I think it was, they were like what, a plus three or something like that. To they were a pulling it up. So Denver, 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 Green Bay. Yeah, they're a three and a half point favorite. So uh, yeah, I probably should have, like Patty wants to show stuck with the spread, but. Pick'em for pick'ems. Uh, I don't see anything wrong with picking Dallas. It was just a wrong pick. I believed it, but uh, uh, I picked the base off the fact they were home. Uh, Green Bay is just better than that. That's that's on me. Yeah, that's wrong. So, uh, and then I picked Kansas City over Indianapolis. And for the two percent of the people that pick Indianapolis, uh, congrats. Uh, you know, they certainly took down the homes kind of in the second quarter in the second half. The injury didn't help, but Kate, but Casey. Uh, it seems like all the injuries are catching up to him, and Mahomes can only do so much, and now that he's a bit hobbled, or was hobbled, uh, and it seems like Indianapolis, their coaching has been, I mean, they mentioned it all last week, too, all the analytics, but uh, I'm a big analytics guy as well, I'm an analyzer to all that fun jazz, but uh, I did not expect Indianapolis to adapt so well, and I'm pretty sure you could thank the Lions for that, Mahomes actually called that out, said Detroit actually figured out how to how to deal with Kansas City's offense, and now uh, Indianapolis is kind of doing the same. So, uh, 
yeah, I was not expecting the Colts to to not only win but actually have a solid game plan. So they their stock has moved up a lot. Jacoby Brissett has been uh, doing pretty pretty decent too. So that's fine. Um, so I think everyone got that wrong. That's fine. I always say everything's fine, but you know, at the end of the day, these are just little pickums. Uh, hopefully, you're not putting actual money on these games. I, I mean, if you are, at least take my confidence meter pretty well. Um, although the, the Kansas City one, oof, that was just wrong. And then last game, I picked San Fran over Cleveland. Again, I was riding the Cleveland train. I thought Cleveland was going to be way more competitive. I thought Baker Mayfield was going to bounce back uh, in prime time. Uh, turns out it just turns out Cleveland's just a wild card type team. You just you don't know what to expect. And San Francisco is turning into a very legitimate contender. Not that they haven't been uh, now that Garoppolo's back. So uh, I think yeah, I definitely think a lot of these teams are the teams that are showing up that are going to be like playoff teams or, or have been showing up now. And some of these teams have been trending uh, the right way. So uh, based on that. I am going to switch to my anti-power rankings because there's been a lot of movement overall and uh, and even just based off of the fact that most of these teams are starting to get into like the groove and kind of get into the playoff form uh, I think now is that it's a good time to just you know, I said, look at the worst teams and some of the not the worst teams but the anti-power rankings if you're unfamiliar with it the anti-power rankings are just the top 10, and I include uh, 15 teams total just for tracking purposes. Purposes Tracking the top 10 worst NFL teams as a whole, um, how they're performing throughout the season, kind of where, where they're trending. Uh, kind of, It's also, uh, for me, it's a metric of saying who's better than who, you know. And uh, it starts the order from uh, 1 through 10, and the purpose is, obviously, if you guys are interested, you want to know what the number one is, and as I go down, it shouldn't be as interesting and I'm only going to talk about 15, uh, maybe 16 teams, uh, only because if you're kind of beyond that, you're either decent, you might be trending down, but you still could be a good team. There, there could be so many different factors, and and I think we all have a good idea of t- team tiers, of seeing like you know what teams are terrible, what teams are kind of yeah, you know you can you can bundle up teams together in that sort of fashion. So that's that's kind of what I'm doing too with the anti-power rankings. Obviously, not to, not meant to be taken super seriously, but uh, I like to bring context with the record and, and just not say like, "Oh, this team's terrible," or, you know, X Y Z, uh, and so on and so forth. Because there are a lot of things I've mentioned, especially in some of these underdog picks that I've had uh, on, on the bad teams that seem to be very fruitful uh, in guessing these victories. So, so as as opposed to the stronger teams, uh, you, you can definitely you can definitely tell based on my picks. Uh, that's not where my jam is at. Um, it's more of the underdogs and teams that have been trending up. Because that tends to be my focus. And anything in the NFC North. Uh, this is the first season where I've been paying a lot more attention to not just the stats, but also the quality of play. Uh, I don't watch every game. And a good example of that was Oakland. Uh, I was able to watch the Oakland game and uh, compared, to the, th- compared to the highlights. Uh, throughout the season, uh, I was actually able to get a way better idea of who they are as a team. And, you know, the team that I don't really like in general. Uh, just team fan bases or whatever. And there's not anything wrong with that. You know, I don't like Packers. I don't like most NFC North teams. You know, Vikings are cool. 
um, and I'm a Lions guy, so uh, you know it's 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 more of a sports thing, and not and anything meant to be taken super serial. That said, let's dive into the anti-power rankings. So, coming in in week five, sorry, week six anti-power rankings. Oh, I can't believe we're in week six. So, in week six anti-power rankings, starting out in the number one spot, they've been holding down the spot since I believe week three or week two. Is the Miami Dolphins? They continue to unimpress. They continue to fizzle and whizzle instead of razzle and dazzle. They just, they're, I don't know, they're just the Dolphins. They just hang around. They had a bye week. They had no, they didn't lose last week, so you know, let's consider that a victory. Uh, it's not enough for them to move down on the anti-power rankings. Uh, you know, they got to sit in the TV, got to watch the games, and look at real football teams. So, uh, you know, that might, that, that can inspire them to, to play well. <laughs> Sorry. I had I had to throw that in. Like I don't know if you guys like the little insult trash talk, but and I don't know. I I do like trash talking sports teams a little bit. Obviously, these professionals do try it. Like they are professionals; they're the best in the world. Um, but you know, it's a team organization. I don't know. And I always like to get a good joke in <laughs> or a bad one. I don't. Know. I don't know. So Miami, you're staying at number one. Nothing's changed. And uh, just just so you know, uh, these. I have them in four different tiers um, for the bottom 15. So uh, the first tier I'm mentioning here is, you know, they're terrible. These teams are terrible. Okay. And I only have four in this. So uh, number one is Miami. Number two power-ranked team is anti-power-ranked team is the Washington Redskins. They moved down a spot. Or sorry, they moved up a spot to number two. And again, if you're moving up in the anti-power rankings, that is a bad sign. You do n- you never want to gain spots in the anti-power rankings. Um, but Washington, uh, the Skins, oh man, I don't know where to begin with this team. They last week, I mean, they've been under like they underperformed last week, and there was a whole Alex Smith like fourth and one goal, like not even a goal, it's just a fourth and one. He treated like it was a goal line stand. Uh, Last week, they kind of kept it close with New England in the first half, and then Tom Brady decided to become Tom Brady again. And I believe they ran the ball, so uh, a lot. And there's nothing new in this one. Washington got shellacked, only scored seven. And as a matter of fact, that was a pretty sad performance, and that's the reason why they moved up a spot to number two. So congratulations, Washington Redskins. You did it. Uh, if you continue to perform and you perform this way uh, through the end of the season, you might work your way into the number one spot. Uh, it's tough to beat. Very tough to beat at the moment. Uh, moving down a spot to number three is the New York Jets, uh, which, you know, they lost, <laughs> again, uh, they lost last week. And they lost to Philadelphia 31-6. to and you're probably wondering, oh, you know, how come uh, the Jets scored your points and you, you moved them down a spot? Now, the reason being is that uh, word is uh, Sam Darnold is coming back. And believe what you may about the team, but the whole season is based around how uh, Sam Darnold's play, I mean, the whole offense was catered around that, and their whole quarterback situation is a bit eh. Uh, considering that I think Darnold was supposed to play last week too, and he pulled out last minute, I'm fine with that. You know, it's it's mono. They said it was going to be autumn bump, and it's all with like the kidney or spleen. And you don't want it to explode and die. So, 
know, all about making sure the players are fully healthy, especially internal. Because, yeah, I, you know, you don't want you don't want that. You don't want that type of drama on the field. People dying, like with their guts exploding. Ugh. No. So, well, because uh, Darnold is coming back, uh, and the offense is based around that, uh, I'm giving them the edge. <laughs> they're still remember they're still in the terrible, very terrible uh, tier. I've only moved them uh, down one spot uh, because I think they'll, they'll get that offensive boost. And this is to assume Sam Darnold's coming back. Um, he should be, and I'm not not too worried about it. Uh, also, next week they do face another. I think they face a terrible team for this week. Week six they face a terrible team. Let me see. No, no, no. They face Dallas. So, yeah, it's not going to look great, great for them. So, yeah, heading into week six of the NFL. And by the way, if I said a week five prior, I'm not going to go back and change it, but if I said week five prior, it's because I was looking at previous weeks and I feel like I'm a week behind, even though I'm caught up. So, um, again, week six anti-power rankings, saying that moving forward. Number four, I have the Cincinnati Bengals, who, who've held number four uh, since last week. So the Bengals continue to just poop the bed. And I have... I've had Cincinnati just on one spot underneath Arizona, and they face each other, and it was pretty much exactly what I thought how that matchup was going to be. Um, so both teams were played exactly how I imagined. Uh, I think I got Cincinnati down as just a lackluster team. Andy Dalton tries, but it's uh, the team just doesn't have it together. I can't explain it. They just don't. They just seem to be inferior in a lot of aspects of the game, like offense, defense. Um, special teams, and it's not like they're completely atrocious. Uh, I mean, they are bad, but it's, I don't know, it's just like they just need to let, like, even a solid level up can, like, I want to believe in this team, but they're not. They're not performing. Um, they always seem like a, like a 7-9, and 8-8 eight and eight type team, and so the, but, I don't know, maybe, I don't think it's Andy Dalton, I could be wrong. I, I can't put my finger on it. But they're your number four uh, power ranking team. Uh, number five, and just so you know, number five, these teams from five to eight, uh, these teams are going to be, I would say, not the worst, uh, but they're pretty mediocre in the aspect of, you know, they could uh, perform better. Uh, obviously, the season's still going on, but uh, generally, <laughs> these teams should, and rightfully so, have a, a bad stigma, even though they could be performing a little bit better. Uh, compared to the other ones where it just seems like they are not trying you know, they're terrible. Um, they, they haven't shown the ability to step up, really. So these teams do show a lot a lot of fight and still could uh, potentially do a lot of things this season uh, at, at this point, at this point in time. Number five, I have the Atlanta Falcons. And the Falcons are not looking too hot currently in the in the league. I think they are one and four. They are one and four. Uh, trending downwards, they seem to be scoring a decent amount of points, but most of these points, at least correct me if I'm wrong, but there are more garbage time points. They've been getting shellacked every single game. Uh, the fact that Atlanta did score 30-some points, and I thought they had more offensive abilities, but it seems like uh, I have not watched them play. So I'm only basing this off of like suit, like records and how they've, been, how, how they've been scoring week to week. But nothing has really impressed me too much, and... There's been nothing notable about Atlanta and how they've how, how they've been playing. Uh, Atlanta came into came into the anti power rankings on week four, 
uh, barely and number 15. And then week five, they moved up eight spots and then they moved up two more spots. Oh, sorry, Marks. They moved up two, yeah, two spots to the number five this week. Uh, Atlanta, you need to win because if you, like, if you lose this week, and I think you are, honestly, uh, then, uh, yeah, you might be demoted. Um, but I'm still holding out for you. Number six, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Moving up two spots, number six, I should say. Uh, Tampa Bay has just been a bit of a roller coaster this season. They, I thought, and it, it seemed like I was fairly correct in this one. I thought their performance against the Rams was more of a fluke. Uh, they came off with a game plan and they smashed it, but uh, part of me thinks that they've only specifically planned for that game all season and not so much uh, the other teams. I could be way right off base because this last week they, I believe they stunk up the joint big time. They lost to the Saints 31-24. Uh, to 24. I guess that was respectable, but I'm pretty sure Bridgewater just laid waste to them. Uh, yeah, New Orleans, New Orleans got out early, and then they kind of just been trading touchdowns back and forth. So uh, Tampa does seem to show that they can score, but they just don't seem to have the ability to win. Uh, pardon me, I almost think that's almost coaching uh, and not talent, because it does seem like they have a lot of talent. So that's why they're the number six anti-power ranking team. Uh, certainly can turn it around, but uh, still trending uh, quite terribly. Uh, number seven, this is an interesting one. They moved down two spots. Uh, despite the fact that they won, or sorry, they, they lost. Oh, wait, no, they moved up two spots. Yeah, I had this backwards. They moved up two spots. I don't know why I said moved. So they moved up to number seven, uh, which is the New York Giants. So the Giants, I thought they were going to actually do decent against the Vikings, but apparently the Vikings also assumed that they were a mediocre team. I was kind of thinking if the Giants were going to step up and play like a contender. Uh, they were riding a two-game winning streak. Uh, it seemed like this would, this would have been a good game for them to test, but it turns out, no, they um, they are who we thought they were uh, for now. This is a, this is a for now game. So uh, they're, they're number seven on the anti-power rankings. I'm still feeling uh, Daniel Jones. Obviously, it was a rough game, but I'm still pretty high on them. Uh, Again, remember, this is still relative. They're still the seventh-worst team in the NFL. So I'm still high on them and their potential for the season, especially if teams are figuring it out. And, I don't know, these games, the season does have a ebb and flow, I would say, to it, where you can kind of almost feel like certain momentum, uh, the momentum on certain teams if you watch them. And which brings me to my next pick, sorry, my next uh, rank for number eight. I have the Arizona Cardinals. They moved down two spots. They were number six the week prior. And they moved, up, they moved down after winning a close one. It was a beatdown, but it ended up being a close win against the Arizona Card or sorry, against the Cincinnati Bengals. And I picked them to win money line. I picked them to win uh, flat out on the underdog uh, pick as well. And uh, Kyle Murray is just continuing to improve, it seems like, week over week. Uh, I didn't watch the game specifically, but I kept my attention on the game cast, and it seemed like Arizona had control. Kyle, uh, Kyle Murray was driving the ball. Uh, don't get me wrong, they did face a very, very weak Cincinnati team. Um, although last week they they were both on the, almost on the same same course. Uh, but, uh, you know, last week I had Cincinnati in the terribleness, and Arizona on the cusp of getting. You know, they were just out of terribleness, and I put them in the mediocre, and they performed accordingly. Um, Atlanta 
sorry, Arizona is likely going to be riding this victory. Uh, Kyle Murray's first win. Uh, the coaching is still new, is new fresh. Um, obviously, there seem to be a couple of missing coach, coaching errors or something uh, but that led that comeback uh, against them. But they still pull out the victory. Uh, it was a bit of a sweat, but very comfortable with that. Um, yeah, and Arizona's trending downwards in the anti-power rankings, so trending upwards in the quality of play. So um, they are the number eight, and moving to number nine. So number nine and ten, and I'll go through 11 too. Um, generally, I have to go to the top ten and then just list the other five. But number nine and number ten, and I'll include 11, uh, these teams are, I believe, decent teams that are underperforming um, to an extent. And they don't have the record to either show for it, and people are sleeping on it. But uh, just based off of how they're playing, this is just what I think. So uh, number nine, I have Denver Broncos. And they moved down three spots. So, uh, again, I've been pretty high on Denver most of the season, despite the fact that I've been begrudgingly raising them in my anti-power rankings because, you know, winning matters at the end of the day. Um, there are some exceptions, but, but uh, Denver... Uh, number nine, uh, like I said, seems to be underperforming throughout the season. And honestly, it just seems like they just haven't been able to get a win um, until last week where they I think they got their win cherry out of the way. They busted that out. So uh, they won last week uh, against the Chargers, which is you know a fairly strong Chargers team. So, again, they got the first win. Uh, I moved them down three spots. I wanted them to see a win again. Uh, to build, to build some momentum. I think this team's playing way better than what people are still thinking. Uh, Denver can probably be... I don't know. Denver feels like they are a 2-3 and three or 3-2 three and two team trapped in a 1-4 body. That's just... you know, Take that for what it's worth. Uh, as for the number 10 spot, moving up two spots, oof, is the Tennessee Titans. and This team has just been an, an anomaly all season. They win, they lose, they win, they lose. They're pretty swingy, and honestly, um, Mariota just shows up randomly, too. Like, he'll show up and win a good game, and then he'll suck for a lot of good games. I don't know. It, this team's just so wildly inconsistent that I, I don't trust them at this point. Uh, they could win, they could lose. They have the potential. It just seems like they just don't have it all there for four quarters or something. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. So uh, there's your top ten. Number one, Miami. Number two, Washington. Three, the Jets. Four, the Bengals. Five, the Falcons. Six, the Buccaneers. Seven, New York Giants. Eight, the Cardinals. Nine, the Broncos. And number ten, the Tennessee Titans. So, uh, with that in mind, I'm just going to zip through the 11 through 15. And mainly this is for tracking purposes. And, of course, if you're curious... Uh, you really don't want your teams to start showing up until maybe like the well, the 15 and 16 spot because that means they're in the better half of the league, at least in my opinion. So, um, But number 11, still in the same tiers as uh, number 9 and 10, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, they went down a spot despite losing against a very, um, very competitive uh, Ravens team. And uh, I'm actually surprised that I don't have Baltimore on my list. They're pretty close to it, but, uh, but for now... I have Pittsburgh, um, number 11. They lost, they, they lost a heartbreaker. Uh, it sucks. You saw Mike Thomas interview. He was livid. Um, I think Pittsburgh is probably going to go on a tear soon. Like, 
just call it a hunch. Like, I can't put them any lower. Like, the team is just, as a whole, is better, in my opinion, than the other 10 teams I mentioned. Um, Denver is the only closest one that I, that might give them a run for their money. Arizona could probably beat them on maybe a home game. Like, if, I don't know, Arizona would probably stand a chance, would stand a chance against Pittsburgh at this point. Um, but, you know, any given Sunday, that's the only reason. Those are the only two teams I can see that would be relatively competitive um, beneath Pittsburgh. Um, okay, so moving down the spots between 12 through 15, and I'm going to give 16 a little bit more love to, um, and there's a reason why I'll mention it, but uh, let's do 12 first. At 12, I have the Cleveland Browns. Um, they weren't even ranked last week, and, and they joined uh, they, they joined the anti-power rankings uh, coming in, debuting at 12. Uh, come on. You're just inconsistent. And FYI, the spots 12 through 15 are teams that are pro- probably decent at this point. Um, at least in my opinion, I, I view as decent. Uh, they can improve, but based on, this is based on how I'm currently seeing. So uh, Cleveland, number 12. 13, I had Jacksonville. Uh, they moved up two spots um, from number 14 to number two, or, Sorry, number 14 to number 13. They moved up one spot. And uh, number 14, I have Chicago, which... Uh, that which probably is going to surprise a lot of you, even though they lost and Chicago is I think three and two this season. I just don't think they're a great team. Like they're inconsistent. They they lost against the Oakland team, which um, if you notice I have not mentioned Oakland yet, so keep that in mind. Uh, they lost an Oakland team that I think they just flat out underestimated. Uh, they almost got manhandled by them. And they, even despite all the luck they've been getting in a couple, you know, they did score a couple drives. Uh, the team itself does not seem to be uh, running in full cylinders. And I think what Trubisky's injured, I thought Chase Daniels uh, was going to be serviceable, and he was to an extent. Um, but as is, Chicago is, I'm putting them on, like I said, a decent team, but on the lower half of the league, in my opinion. Um, you, like I said, they can beat like almost they could be almost any team week over week but at this point they can't seem to be putting it together so yeah sorry chicago uh number 15 uh, yeah, yeah number 15 i have the indianapolis colts uh thoroughly impressed they moved down four spots and they're number 15 i was thoroughly impressed with the performance uh, kansas city um i know they talked about all the analytics and whatnot but uh the, the coaching uh the coaching and the planning was great Honestly, uh, the, the defense was able to get to um, Holmes a little bit, um, but uh, they, they, they had a game plan, they executed it, and they did what they needed to do to win. And that was quite an impressive win. Uh, hopefully that can carry that into more additional wins. Um, but at this point, uh, I have you at over 15 Colts um, in my anti-power rankings, so again, it's not a bad or good thing at this point. Um, and then number 16... And I occasionally will throw a 16 if I think it's relevant. 16, I have the Oakland Raiders. Uh, So at this point, I have watched Oakland go from, like, down, up, down. And I was high in Oakland earlier this season because I think their first win impressed me. Um, And then they kind of were just stinking up the joint. I don't know. The the team wasn't really impressing me too much. There was nothing really notable until last week, which, um, which had so many factors go against them um, from weird luck to like fumbles to just awkward calls to just I don't know um, there was just like that fumble at that goal line 
there were so many different things that could have crumbled this Oakland team, especially out in, in London. But I have to tip my hat to Gruden. Uh, Gruden seems to have strong control over his locker room. Players are buying into it. Um, it's starting to turn very reminiscent of Patricia and the Lions, you know, both second-year coaches on their team. Um, you know, th- this tenure around, I know Gruden had history with the, with the, with the Raiders too, but um, but it seems like the you know multi-year systems are starting to pay off for both teams. Uh, last week, when I believe Oakland won, I was caught highlights and I don't think too much of it, but it seemed like they were starting to get a firm handle on like the defense and just playing like a like a team. I watched them last week and they look like a they look like they're becoming a, a complete team. So Oakland, I. I hope to see you back in the anti-power rankings because I don't like you. I don't like the team personally, but I have to tip my hat to you guys and Gruden. You've done a, I don't know, for now it seems like you've been doing a really good job, uh, especially building a lot of the team for long-term success. So, um, yeah, so I don't have anything else too crazy to say. Uh, congrats on the win. And, uh, yeah, I just, I just wanted to call that out because I know I'm really harsh in Oakland. And, uh, yeah, at Gruden. You, know, you keep do, you keep doing you. It's um, it's it's working, and it's starting to show. And that's it, guys. Uh, yeah. So Miami, Washington, Jets, Bengals, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Giants, Arizona, Denver, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Jacksonville, Chicago, Indianapolis, and the number sixteen running out is Oakland. So that is your anti power rankings. Now let's talk about Week Six NFL picks. So if you're unfamiliar, I use Yahoo Fantasy Sports and I have a pick them to make my picks and to track. And Yahoo, they focus on the favorites on their left side first and then their underdogs on their right. So unlike other um, sports sites where you go for picks, it's likely to be home and away. This is favorite versus underdog. So keep that in mind as I go through this and so you can help visualize on top of it. And, of course, if you're trying to sleep, I know I, I get caught up in the NFL picks trying to sleep then just completely ignore this and you just like to hear the sound of my voice so uh, hopefully it works it's like a trifecta of win winning for all of us um so this week i talked about the previous week five and, and then i wanted to go through my anti-power rankings and this week uh this week specifically i'm going to focus on using my anti-power rankings to make these picks uh, and this is only going to be really effective for the bottom 16 teams, I guess, or I guess the top 16 anti-power ranking teams. Um, so for teams that are legit good, uh, if, if the discrepancy is big, I'm going to be sticking with the favorite, unless if I can somehow Jedi mind trick Olympia gold medal style logic uh, into thinking uh, otherwise. Again. If you're listening to this, this is purely for um, smiled entertainment purposes. I am not a professional sports analyst. I am just a guy who likes to guess quite frequently and use use the data and knowledge uh, up until this point. Uh, When it comes to upset picks or even when I talk about betting and spreads, I do use certain algorithms and like sports modeling, but it's really for the NFL. Uh, I do kind of do do that for the NFL for spreads because it's a bit different than just picking a random team to win. So, um, and then other words, other times too, I just uh, listen to other uh, like handicappers and sports betters um, to get a better idea because they'll offer good information and good good insights to, depending on who you, who you listen to. That's it. This week, week six of the NFL, we're going to start uh, in order from Thursday night all the way down to uh, Sunday in 
in chronological order, I should say. Thursday night, we have New England versus the Giants. 99% of Yahoo is picking New England to win, and I am also going to be doing that. Uh, there's nothing unsurprising about this matchup. The Giants do tend to be trending up. Uh, unfortunately, they have run into a very strong New England team, especially that they're going to, especially since New England's going to be at home. Uh, this is, I think, going to be a slaughter. Like um, I said, 95% of the time, maybe 98% of the time, they win this. Uh, we could be living in the, in the universe where they don't. The only wild card factor I would say is that this is a Thursday night game. And generally, one of the one or two teams, or both, you know, uh, are generally not prepared. So uh, that could turn the tide, maybe like by seven or fourteen points in maybe the Giants' favor. Who knows? Uh, but I don't think that's going to be enough to stop New England. Uh, I think New England's going to stomp this. The line for this game is a sixteen and a half. Okay, so yeah, this could be beat down, but I'm picking New England. Like, very high confidence, 95% confidence in this one. Uh, next game, starting at 6.30 a.m., is this a London game? Carolina at Tampa Bay. This is going to be Carolina at London. I am going to pick... I've had Carolina first. I'm picking them as a favorite. Now, Tampa Bay, in my underdog picks... Sorry, in my power rankings, is number six. While I have Carolina... I think they're not even on this list. So, so Carolina has been impressive. Uh, the only thing that really scares me, and I hate this, I hate this because this is this game is going to be a lot closer than what people imagine, and I I just hate that fact because I have to pick. I'm going to pick the favorite here. I'm picking Carolina, and Carolina is a two point. Oh, they're only a two point. I thought they'd be a heavier favorite. Forty four percent of the people are picking Carolina, but. I'm actually going to stick with Tampa. No, no, no. I almost jet a mind trick myself. I'm sticking with Carolina. Um, they just have been playing better. I know Tampa has been a potential underdog pick, and 54% of people are picking Tampa. But, uh, and then down. Man, they've been so hit or miss, though. That's the thing I hate, but Carolina's been solid. I have to pick Carolina. I'm not, I'm not convincing myself to pick Tampa Bay this time. Next game, back to the 10 a.m. games on Sunday. I have Seattle, the favorite, over Cleveland at home. Uh, I think Seattle is just coming off of a insane victory. I think Cleveland could win this. I mean, Cleveland could literally be almost any team on here any given week, which infuriates me. Um, and uh, do I even have them in my anti-power rankings? Yeah, they're number 12. So uh, they've been super hit or miss. Uh, but Mayfield just seems to shrink when it comes to elite defenses. Um, I feel like Baltimore has been giving up a lot more points, so I won't, I won't call them elite. Um, Seattle did give up a lot to the Rams, but, but the Rams do have an elite offense, um, especially when they run on all cylinders. Plus, it was a it was a division game, division rival rivalry game. So um, Cleveland does not have any of those factors going for them. Uh, Seattle, I think, is just going to blow them down. And 86% of Yahoo tends to agree. The next game, which is could be spicy, because um, I don't have anti-power rankings on both these teams, which is the Kansas City Chiefs. They're at home against the Houston... Uh, no, I was going to say the Houston Rockets, but it's the Houston Texans. So 
the Texans came off a very impressive victory, and Kansas City lost. And I don't know the Patrick Mahomes injury status. Uh, I definitely should look at that now because because I am pretty high in Kansas City, but uh, this is a game where Houston Houston just shows up randomly in the most awkward spots, but they don't seem to... I don't know. They're just the most random... Uh, I don't know. It's... I don't know, it's something. I, I can't explain it, but like Houston, uh, they show up when they need to, but they never seem to show up against like the biggest teams. Like, they could beat good teams. I've seen them beat good teams all the time. Didn't they win against a good team last week? No, they beat Atlanta. So, um, so yeah, I'm sticking with Kansas City. Uh, the line here is plus four and a half. I actually think that's pretty low. I think people are wary that after Kansas City lost and Houston won. Uh, that is an absurdly low spread. Okay. Okay. But I'm picking Kansas City to win this one. Next game. Washington is the favorite at Miami. Miami is the underdog in this. And I gotta be honest with you. I am picking Miami to win. Like, I don't... This seems so absurd. But here's what I have. I have the number one anti-power ranking team facing number two anti-power ranking team. And I know I made the joke, if, you know, whenever Washington can keep, can keep losing, Miami can catch up. Well, this is the week. Miami, um, despite their tank status, I think what Josh, Roshan's, Josh Rosen is still starting. I'm going to double check this one because I do not want to. This is a pretty close one. And they came off of, of a bye week. So looking at the depth chart, I think... Yeah, Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen, and Fitzpatrick can show up whenever he feels like it too. I think just the absurdity of this matchup, uh, despite me having Miami as the worst team, they're facing at this point in time the second worst team. Okay, if there's an if there's a chance for Miami to win, this is the game. This is the game. Washington has a three and a half point spread, which um, I'm not taking the spread on this. I I don't, I don't want to bet money on this game. This is a flat-out pick'em game, unless I find an algorithm that says one or the other. Um, bad you know, bad teams, there's just so much shenanigans, so um, they're both equally bad. I just think Josh Wilson is is going to perform decently. That's all. Um, I don't have any faith in the Washington offense. So that is one underdog pick um, for the pick'ems so far. The next game, I have Minnesota Vikings at home versus the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm picking the Philadelphia Eagles in this one as an underdog. Uh, so have 40% of the Yahoo fan base. And, uh, watch, oh, sorry, wrong one. Wrong pop-up. So, Minnesota is a three-point favorite. Uh, I feel like Philadelphia is just going to win this flat out. Philadelphia is a legit playoff contender. They're a potential Super Bowl contender. They... Uh, seem to be getting their groove back. Carson Wentz seems to be playing up to speed. Uh, Minnesota just tends to fold against good teams. I don't think the narrative's going to change. If it does, congrats. I mean, I'll, I'll congratulate Kirk Cousins. I really like the guy. He grew up in my hometown. I, I always want him to, to succeed. Um, but I have to call a spade a spade, and he just doesn't seem to perform in these types of games. Uh, so if you prove me wrong, or in your case, Kirk, uh, prove yourself right, um, which I would prefer if you'd have that mentality then I think, uh, you know, then I'll be happy if you win, but I, I have to, I, everything that tells me I, 
says Philadelphia's got this. Even as an underdog, this is a. I just don't see. I just don't see Minnesota even remotely being close in this game. Um, assuming the run, you know, Minnesota's run game doesn't overhaul Philadelphia. So um, that's the only X factor: is the run game. Um, but Philadelphia, I'm taking them. So that's two underdog picks so far. I like how I say so far. Like there's going to be more that's implied. And you're right. <laughs> but um, next game, I have Jacksonville Jaguars versus New Orleans Saints. Uh, this one is a toss-up that can go either way, honestly. Uh, but I am trusting the Saints. They, the Saints seem to be uh, warming up again. And sorry, Bridgewater is, had his best game last week, and he seems to be getting comfortable in the offense. Um, both teams are actually have pretty flashy off- offense dynamics. Um, Jacksonville is a favorite by 100 points here. It can't be much, but one and a half. Jacksonville is riding high. Uh, they still have a lot of momentum. Uh, it would not surprise me if Jacksonville wins this. I think New Orleans wins this. This is a 50-50 in my head. This is a coin flip, and I'm just choosing New Orleans only based on the fact that they are a little bit hotter. There's, I don't have any other reasoning. It's just a pure momentum. Uh, when push comes to shove, New Orleans in close games does tend to come out on top just a little bit more. Um, although Jacksonville, like I said, can one and surprise me. This is a flat-out coin flip, so if you pick either or, um, apparently, the only thing that makes, that makes me a little bit nervous is that Yahoo has 86% of the folk picking New Orleans. <laughs> that actually makes me think that they might be wrong. Um, but oh, it actually makes me feel dirty. I almost want to go Jacksonville now, but um, but no team. Jacksonville is on a team that I put, yeah, put them as under decent in the anti-power rankings. Um, they certainly have the ability to beat New Orleans, but stick it, I'm sticking with the straight-up underdog here, so I have New Orleans uh, underdog pick. Next game, I have Baltimore at Cincinnati, sorry, at Baltimore against Cincinnati. Baltimore is the favorite. Uh, this is going to be a shellacking in, in my head. Um, I have Cincinnati as a t- as a bottom tier uh, anti power ranking, sorry, top tier anti power ranking team, uh, which means they are not winning anytime soon. Uh, Baltimore, the only way Baltimore loses this is they just sleep on Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati can score if you sleep on them. Like this is still the NFL, so if you make a mistake, then it's going. You're going to be affected by it. There are consequences to errors in this game. So, uh, as long as Baltimore just kind of doesn't make any too many self-inflicted wounds, I think they win this game. <laughs> I think they win this game like 80% of the time. Um, maybe like 85, 90% of the time. I do like how Yahoo has that 99% pick to win with Baltimore. So, take that for what it's worth. Now, moving on into Sunday games. So, we actually have a few Sunday afternoon games as opposed to two, which makes me very happy. Uh, the first game I have the Los Angeles Rams over, this is the favorite, at Los Angeles Rams beating the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, this is actually a spooky one because San Francisco has, I think they are undefeated. I don't think they've lost, have they? So I'm going to double check their record. Yeah, they're undefeated. Quite spooky at the moment. They laid waste to a fairly strong Cleveland uh, Browns defense. And I know, I think they're going to make uh, Goff a little bit nervous. Um, the same being, I know the Rams are always very competitive. Um, I'm only giving the Rams here 
the victory is because they're a home team. Um, and I think that edge will actually help them out. I, I think they're only going to win this by a couple points. Um, and this is probably a 55% confidence. I think 55% of the time the Rams win, 45% of the time San Francisco wins. Um, and I'm, I, I'm just picking the odds in my head, the favorite. But I'm not super confident in this one. Um, so is the Yahoo Nation. 67% of teams or people are picking Rams to win. So, again, take that for what it's worth. Uh, it makes me nervous. Go ahead. Um, but, you know, you, we, I have to make this pick at the end of the day. Next game, the next afternoon game. I have let's see, Atlanta versus Arizona at Arizona at home. I'm picking Arizona to win as the underdog. And there's 74% of people picking Atlanta to win. I don't, I think Arizona wins this handedly. Um, I think they're going to make, they're going to clean up some of the mistakes prior of the weeks prior of, of uh, you know, not blowing a lead. Uh, the team seems to be gradually improving every week to an extent. I know the first week they, they, they tied uh, they tied a sleeping Lions team, and that was more so the Lions plus Arizona. But Kyle Murray did start. I, I was able to see the flashes of Kyle despite his one massive glaring weakness, which is him facing pressure. But it does seem that now he is starting to get into his groove. Uh, he faced a lot of tougher teams. Uh, now he's he faced a free week Cincinnati team. He was able to run down the field. I don't think that's going to be any different than Atlanta. Uh, honestly, despite them being an underdog, I do think they are actually should be a favorite in this game. I'm pretty sure it's just the perception of Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta has done nothing to show that they can beat uh, a lot of teams. And as a matter of fact, I'm going, if I'm going based off of my anti-power rankings, Atlanta is number five, and I have Arizona at number eight. Despite both of them being in the same tier, I think I think Arizona is going to start coming back into, uh, you know, out of they're they're going to go out of the come out of the depths of hell and into the realm of um, at least semi decentness. I think by the end of the season, so I think they're working towards that. So I'm picking Arizona to win. So that's four underdog picks. So this is nuts. Um, and I think, like, several underdogs won last week, too, so it's not anything out of the ordinary. Next game, at Denver versus Tennessee. I'm picking the Denver Broncos to win this uh, fairly handedly against Tennessee, and uh, Denver, 65% of the people are picking Denver, and that's actually about right. Uh, I feel like two two out of three times Denver wins this against Tennessee, even at home. Tennessee is very competitive, but Mariota doesn't show up. Um, he'll show up randomly. He's just the most... He, I don't know. I, I've seen him play. He can be good. And then he kind of plays eh. And then he almost reminds me of Andy Dolan at times. But he's also capable. So he's just, um, he's an anomaly. Um, probably just average. Maybe slightly above average, depending on who you ask. Um, but I'm face, but they're facing a Denver team. I think what Flacco's still leading it. Um, I'm going to double check this to see if Flacco is still doing things. So give me one moment. All right, so I'm checking this out the game cast here. The depth chart of the Broncos. Say. Yeah, Flacco's still starting. Okay. Yeah, so Flacco's still starting. I don't think he's had a terrible season. His numbers are, you know, six, six touchdowns, four interceptions, low QBR. Um, actually, it's QBR is the ESPN one. It's not the actual quarterback rating. Uh, but both teams are within the realm of beating each other. I think Denver... 
it just didn't win a lot of their real tough, really tough games. Okay, just to bring you back in the loop of how Denver, like their schedule. Okay, so their schedule this year. Here's who they've had to face. Week one, they faced Oakland. They lost. They lost against a very, like, prepared Oakland team, even in hindsight. Week two, they lost against a very prepared Chicago team, a very strong Chicago team. They barely lost. Week three, um, they lost uh, handedly to the Packers. Super strong defense, obviously, uh, Blackout wasn't a performer, but they still scored 60 points and made it manageable. Uh, the, week, the week after that, week four, they lost by two points in a come in a come from or sorry in a loss late loss to Jacksonville, and then they got their first win against a, a pretty strong Chargers team. So even in hindsight, the first four weeks are against teams with like like at break even or winning records, and then they won against a team with a winning record. So uh, they are trending up a lot more than what people are believing. Uh, maybe not Yahoo. So I think Denver has this. Uh, regardless of the matchup, I just think I'll think, well, like most phases of the game, they just have the edge. And they're, like I said, they're a, they're a two or, Denver's a two and three team or a three and two team trapped in a one and four team's body. Okay, so uh, Denver is favorite, sticking with them. Dallas against the Jets. We all know what time it is here. I'm picking Dallas to win. I just think the Jets will probably put up a little bit more of a fight now that Sam Darnold's coming back. But I'm riding pretty high on Dallas these days. Uh, so, they have Dallas there. Then, Sunday night, Los Angeles Chargers against Pittsburgh. I think this is going to be a, gru- a grueling game here. And I'm picking Pittsburgh to win this. Uh, Pittsburgh, even though they're 1-4, and four, they could be a 2 They can easily be a 2-3 team. Okay? They may, they, if they make the field goal, they're a 2-3 team. And then, they're, they have a 7-point advantage. Oh, man, this is... I really think this is a stupid line to have. I think Pittsburgh, I'm actually going to put I'm putting money on Pittsburgh money line flat out. I'm telling you guys that right now as my upset pick. Uh, not just an underdog pick, but this is a flat out. This doesn't make any sense. This line should not be plus seven in the Chargers' favor. So uh, I might I might release this uh, late Wednesday, early Thursday, so hopefully you guys can beat the line. Uh, I know I've been doing my, I used to do my releases on Friday. But ever since I've been doing a little bit more sports betting, uh, the sooner we get get these in, the better. So I'm going to try to get this out as soon as I can. Uh, and then the Monday night game I have uh, at Green Bay versus Detroit. Uh, this one, uh, I'm very nervous here. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I'm very nervous here because both teams believe that they can beat each other. I think Detroit has been coaching doing everything right. They look like a complete team for once. Uh, last season, they looked like they weren't being as complete, but they would have complete games, but not as consistent. So you kind of almost knew like something was, was going, on, going on there, and they would beat good teams and then still lose to bad teams, which is very weird for Detroit. And this season, Detroit's doing the same thing. They've been competing against amazing teams, been playing down against bad teams, but then they've just been showing up against good teams. So uh, I find that very interesting. Uh, plus, I think the Chargers lost to Detroit. I'm going to double-check this. Did they lose to Detroit? Yep, they lost to Detroit. Uh, I guess a very stern Detroit team. And actually, now I'm looking at the Chargers. They seem a lot weaker when I'm looking at their schedule. Uh, they beat uh, an unprepared Colts team after Andrew Luck retired. 
they beat a very prepared. They lost a game against the Lions. Uh, out coached. Uh, you know, there was some luck on the side too, but um, they still lost. They lost against the Texans, who are fairly decent, and they beat the Dolphins and lost the Broncos. So this team, despite being two and three, is a lot weaker than I anticipated. So even looking at my anti-power rankings in next week, I need to reevaluate re- how they're doing, especially after this week. So uh, slight oversight, not going to go back and change it. Um, uh, uh, but uh, my pick still stands here. I have Pittsburgh over the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers seem very... This I'm putting this bet in now. I need to check out the odds here. Uh, maybe not now, but after this podcast. So, yeah, just thoroughly impressed with... Pittsburgh in general. I mean, yeah, they didn't play that great early on, and there's a lot of injuries. But I think they're going to try to turn the season. Like, I think they, I think they win, win this winning decisive faction. I think they win 60 percent of the time here. Uh, and this, I don't, I don't get why. I am I missing something? Uh, like Pittsburgh still has a decent defense. Their offense, when they had that rookie, when they had that quarterback come in, uh, like they, they really didn't lose a beat. Uh, despite Mason Rudolph, he's kind of going back on the up and up. Like, it seems like all the quarterbacks have been developing that they've been bringing in. So nothing nothing about what Pittsburgh is doing alarms me. I, I'm sorry. I, I know I was talking about the Detroit game, but I got caught up back to Pittsburgh. So um, the Green Bay-Detroit game. Detroit-Green Bay. This I'm picking Detroit to win this at Green Bay. Uh, Green, I think... Detroit has won the last few times in Green Bay, uh, despite the history. Uh, Green Bay, this is a 50-50. Actually, I think, uh, yeah, this is a 50-50. I am trusting in Patricia's coaching, his game planning. Uh, he tends to do really well against teams like this season that are strong. And Green Bay has a lot of talent. Their defense is very stingy. Um, this is going to be a good one. That's all. This is all I know. It's going to be a good one. And I'm edging this to Detroit. Like, at 51% of the time, I think Detroit wins this, as is right now. Well, uh, this is a pick and play. <laughs> uh, realistically, if I'm probably going to do the spread, I would probably do. A, I would probably put the spread in Detroit's favor. But this is going to, this is going to be a close one. And... Uh, and yeah, I, I don't know. I'm excited for this. Like Detroit showed up against Kansas City. They went, they went pound for pound. They're coming off a of bye week. Um, I just can't not pick Detroit here. Um, as much as I want to, it's just common sense. Just in the Green Bay is super strong too. Don't that make it seem like I'm just disregarding them? But they are super strong. I think Detroit is as strong at the moment too. So I'm giving Detroit the edge. So there you have it, guys. All my picks. I'm gonna. Here's the recap. If whenever you're ready. New England is a favorite. Good confidence. Carolina, picking them as a favorite against Tampa Bay. Uh, decent, you know, solid, decent confidence. Uh, Seattle against Cleveland. Um, taking Seattle as a favorite. Uh, I'm taking them with decent confidence. Although Cleveland has the amazing ability to win any game for whatever reason. Uh, I'm picking Kansas City against Houston. Um, Kansas City is the favorite. I think Kansas City is going to get back on board, and Houston just seems to only perform against I mean, decent teams, but when it comes to elite teams, they tend to fall short. So I'm sticking with that logic. Uh, and then I have three underdog picks here. Miami, Philadelphia, New Orleans. Those are my underdog picks. Uh, and then I'm picking Baltimore. It's a favorite. 
taking the Rams as a favorite. And uh, Rams is a favorite, and Baltimore is like Baltimore. I have huge confidence in Rams. It's fifty-five percent confidence. I'm picking Arizona over Atlanta. I think that one's absurdly misvalued. I think Arizona wins this. I'm pretty confident, like sixty percent of the time they win. I'm picking Denver or Tennessee. Denver's at home. They're a favorite, uh, and I'm I'm fairly confident, like sixty-six percent confident in this one. Uh, that might be different from what I said earlier. I'm just trying to remember off the top of my head. Um, I'm picking Dallas as a favorite over the Jets. And then I'm picking the, on the last 200 dogs in the primetime games, uh, Pittsburgh and Detroit. A lot of these games are going to be pretty close, uh, but I I don't know. I think we're going to do well in this case. I'm, I'm going to be using my anti-power rankings. It seems to be working pretty well when these teams are facing each other. As long as they're, they're within the same tier, I'm going to give that a little bit more of an analysis as opposed to just saying yes and no, and especially with how they're trending. I know Pittsburgh is a quote-unquote anti-power ranking team, but I also have them on the yellow, which is like capable of winning. They just, you know, they're, they're disguised. The record doesn't disguise of how well they're playing, but uh, yeah. So there you have it with the anti, I'm sorry, with the pickums. And I don't know where I'm at with time-wise here. So, okay, so we got like about 10 minutes left, which is perfect because I can get to my next segment. You like that pause? I created a pause because I'd like to, you know, separate different sections. But uh, uh, the last segment that I love to do is the upset picks. So give me one second. All right, I got my Bovada, that LV um, picks up. Actually, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to stick with Bovada. Uh, I was going to use Odd Shark too, but if you're unfamiliar with the upset picks, uh, there's a big difference between the pick'em underdog picks and upset picks uh, that I'd like to do. So uh, the football pick'ems are mainly just for week over week, and I get my confidence. And we all know any given Sunday, and there's not there's no such thing as a lock, guaranteed lock, uh, for the most part. And uh, what I prefer to do is I like to go with underdogs specifically, uh, generally. If you want to use these underdog picks as an indicator to beat the spread, go ahead and do that. Um, but I like to go money line on some of these picks because they have good odds, and I just thoroughly believe some of these teams could win. So to give you a recap, um, the whole idea behind this is that I want to show you guys that despite me picking some of these underdogs, uh, by the end of the season I should be plus, you know, up whatever units um, as a long-term play. So. If you want to use these upset picks as a way to pick against the spread for some of these teams, go ahead and do that. I noticed that it's actually a pretty good indicator of success, but I don't like that. I just like the money lines. Uh, and, yeah, I'm trying to pick the best the best values that have a long-term plus EV. So, uh, hopping on Bovada right now, I'm checking out the NFL games. Now, I mentioned this before. Um, the very first thing that popped up in my mind was the fact that the Steelers were a bit or a huge dog right out of the gate, which threw me for a loop. The fact that the Steelers are a plus plus seven, you know, like I think Steelers are just a stronger team. Period. Than the Chargers, Chargers just being a weak teams. They show up against weak teams. Steelers are not a weak team. Okay, they are. They are trending up. They are a decent team at the moment with the capability to be being really good. So my first upset pick, without even looking at the lot, um, this is Steelers. Steelers flat out. Steelers plus, uh, 
you know, plus on Bovada, they are plus 240 running the money line. Which means for every dollar I put in, if they win, I get my dollar back plus $2.40. Okay, oh, and before I dive too deep into week six, I have to acknowledge uh, my prior week. So um, remember week four coming off of the Cleveland victory and the Jacksonville victory, uh, which gave us our, our net profit. Um, then week five, I was 0 for 4. So the Giants, way off base. Cleveland, you, um, Cleveland, you got me. Okay. I can't. I can't be betting on you these slight, slight, uh, you know, underdog odds. I'm, I'm only, I'm only betting on you Cleveland if you have like plus 250 or more, and it seems reasonable. The Steelers let down. Um, they had, they could have, should have won. Uh, but they lost, so that one counts as a loss. And Jacksonville, it was a give-and-take game, um, but how it played out, Jacksonville still lost uh, semi-decisively, so, you know, as much, you know, I know they all lost. I felt bad for the Steelers. I feel terrible for, I feel bad for the Steelers losing because they could have been okay, they should have been a victory. But the Giants in Cleveland, sorry, the New York Giants and the Cleveland Browns, yeah, they, they very much disappointed me. Very disappointed. So so far this season, we went from two and three to two and seven. We definitely need to limit the amount of picks that I'm doing because I notice every time I do more than three, uh, it, three or more, I should say, it tends to go down. Um, but I also did believe a lot of these underdog picks were going to hit. Uh, I think open hit, uh, money line if you want that. So uh, and a couple other ones too. But you know, not not going to dwell on that. We gotta we gotta focus on before. You know, we gotta make the the long term plus EV bets that I believe, and hopefully over time I can prove to you guys that these are going to be the long term plays. So never put all your money on this. Um, however, I believe uh, if you want to start going against the spread in some of these games, feel free. Um, we'll do that instead versus going money line. So I have Steelers plus two forty. I think they're going to win money line flat out. I that I might put like two units on this one um, don't like so don't take what i'm saying seriously uh, this is like what i firmly believe and i, I literally might put units on it too but um very worst case the money line is or sorry the spread is seven seven points at the moment of this recording which is absurd absurd for this is i don't get it if i'm missing something between both these teams let me know but uh, pittsburgh Steelers just they seem like the better team and this is not just history. It's just Chargers have been beating weaklings and Steelers have been competing like every single game against really good teams. And, yeah, I just, I don't get it, guys. I, like, this should almost be an, like, this should be like a plus whatever. Like, yeah, the fact that, here, here, get this. The fact that the Jets, like the Dallas game, they're a seven-point favorite. They almost have the same exact odds. So, Pavada's saying we're, we're treating the Steelers like we're treating the Jets, which is the most absurd statement. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I know I'm ranting a bit, but it, is, it doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, so going down the list of favorites, so we have the New York Giants uh, plus 750 money line. We're not taking that. Uh, I like New England, but I think New England wins this 95.98 percent of the time. Doesn't justify it. Uh, the Panthers, Buccaneers, there's no real edge here. It's almost break-even, so not worth the bet. Uh, Seahawks versus Browns. Uh, Browns have plus 110. Uh, I, that doesn't make too much sense to me. 
uh, I kind of thought, oh yeah, because I think people are still favoring the Browns. They like the Browns. So it's almost even, which I don't think that's relevant. Relevant. Um, the Eagles are an underdog against the Vikings. Okay, so this isn't an exact, like, long-term underdog play. But the fact that they are still plus 125, and I think they should be a favorite. Um, but take that for what it's worth. Um, I'm not making that in. I'm leaning towards that, but I'm not making it, not making it an official thing. We have the Bengals at plus 385 against the Ravens. Uh, like I said, the Ravens could lose this. It's plausible. They could lose this. I highly doubt it. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Saints are even against the Jags, so there's no... This is the even line, so there's no big, big thing here. Uh, the Skins uh, against the Dolphins. The Dolphins are at plus 155. Uh, I mentioned this. This is probably the one chance the Dolphins do have a chance to win. Uh, I'm leaning towards the Dolphins and making this an official upset pick. Okay, so the big difference between when I say lean and then an official. A lean is what I'm, what I'm feeling, and then an official pick is what I'm saying. Like, this is what I'm putting money down on. So uh, I think that's a stronger statement. It's one of those, like, put up or shut up. Like, put money on the line and improve it. So uh, let's go back to the odds here. So Miami, I'm leaning towards Miami um, based on the odds. I wish... Ooh, did they go up? This is Miami's 155. Okay, yeah. They didn't go up. Uh, next one, Houston Texans is plus 185. See, this is what I mean. So, Houston 185, they're capable of beating the Chiefs, I think. Uh, Chiefs are coming off a bad week, I mentioned. But Andy Reid's the genius for one, and he knows how to do things. Uh, Houston Texans are still figuring it out. But the fact that it's a plus 185 for Houston beat the Chiefs is less of a stretch. Sorry, it's more of a stretch than than the winless Dolphins beating the atrocious, underperforming, underachieving Redskins. Okay. Like like I said, it just seems that Miami is is a better pick at this moment. Compared compared like in the money line. 49ers is plus one sixty against the Rams. That could be a good one. Uh, honestly. I know I picked the Rams to win, but like I said, this is like a very slight favorite. And long term, uh, I think the 49ers do actually win this. So, uh, man, I don't know if this is going to be an upset pick. Uh, I didn't pick for them to win, but man, those odds aren't terrible. Uh, Falcons, Cardinals, Cardinals are plus 120. I already picked Falcons to win the underdog, but that's not a huge upset. That's not a long term plus EP play. A lot of blues. The Jets is plus 275 against the Cowboys. Sam, Sam Darnold's coming back, but I haven't seen him play enough to justify. And then we have Titans plus 115, Steelers plus 240, um, which I mentioned that was the pick, and I still firmly believe that. That is an absurd pick. Um, so, yeah, I'm 100% locking in the Steelers on that. Detroit Lions have decent odds here. I, I'm i leaning towards Detroit, and I'm picking Detroit to win. The only reason why I'm not officially making this bet is because it's my team, and I don't like betting either for or against my team. I just like to watch my team play. So I don't know if you guys put any weight into that, um, but I also don't feel... I feel that Detroit on national prime time, too. Like, this, this game is a coin flip, in my opinion. And the fact that you're getting plus 175 on a coin flip makes it a plus EV play. Um, I'm only going to lean towards this. I'm not going to make this an official pick because um, that means I'd have to do it myself. 
Um, so I don't, I don't want to get an upset pick like that. Um, and then, yeah, so going back, the only other ones that seem appealing at the moment, the Dolphins plus 155 and the 49ers plus 160. Those are the other two. Um, the thing is, I only want to do a couple of these that I feel super, like, super for sure about because if I feel like it's a hypothetical up in the air, that's fine. But if it's one of those, like, I believe it and then I, if I feel it, I believe it and I can think and, like, my whole, my whole body and my instinct says, this is it, like, with the right odds, then it's going to be it. Um, and I feel like the Dolphins, I just, this might turn around and haunt me, but I'm going for the Dolphins as another, like, this, this is the week to win. And Rosen... Uh, I just don't think Washington is going to give Rosen enough pressure, and I think Rosen, when he has time, he can actually do things. Um, he's not t- he's he's not good yet. He's developing. Um, he just hasn't had his fair shake yet, and I think this is his fair shake game. Uh, so, yeah, and I should look at his stats um, this season. I'm going to do that. I'm going to look at Rosen's stats this season before I make that pick. Josh Rosen's stats. 2019. Again, I don't look at every single thing. I try to keep it super simple, at least enough for me. Uh, when it comes to betting spreads and whatnot, I trust more algorithms and trusting actual, like, I'll spend more time looking at it, but um, for about an hour prep for each one, and I take some time to study, even throughout the week, and watch the games. Um, this is where I feel that I'm confident in. So, Rosen has four games. 482 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Oof. Oof. That is not good. Um, but I want to see the teams that he's been facing, too, because uh, Miami's schedule. I don't give Miami a lot of love. I give them the worst team, and then I don't th- I don't think twice. Um, this is the only time that I'm taking it seriously because they're facing the other worst team that I have in the league. Um, if Miami gets... It's their butt beaten down, then I will handily give them like I'll I'll upgrade them to like like the shittiest of the shit tiers. Um, but yeah, so they faced in the season they faced the Ravens team, a very strong Ravens team. They faced a very strong Patriots team. They faced a very strong Cowboys team, and then they faced a semi-strong um, Chargers team. So, dominating defense, Ravens, dominating defense, Patriots. Uh, Cowboys, I believe, are dominating. Have they been dominating defense? Uh, maybe the Dolphins, Saints, they held low, Packers beat them down. But, uh, yeah, I don't... They kept the Redskins at 21, the Giants at 17. Yeah, so their defense has been, you know, solid. So, uh, that being said... Going back to the pick, uh, Miami just seems to be running into strong defenses, and Washington just has no idea what the hell we're doing. So uh, I think Miami. I think that gap alone will give Josh Rosen some time to actually get into his groove. And I'm making Miami probably the most likely upset pick that's probably a plus EV play in my head. In my mind, yeah, plus 155. So there you have it. We have two. If we win this, then we'll pretty much break out of, um, of mediocrity and have to break even this season. Uh, hopefully I'm right on these two. I tend to be, seems to, I seem to be right on when I do fewer picks. So 
Um, because all the other picks I can say, I can talk about hypotheticals, but it, but those are like what-ifs versus like what I've seen and what I can at least simulate in my head. Uh, the other game I have too, like I said, it's Detroit, but I, I'm not going to make that official. Uh, feel free to take that pick for what it's worth. You might be better off taking the money line um, on, on both these games. Uh, Miami is too, too much of a wild card, but this, for me, the Miami pick is more of a, this is their one shot to get their win if they're going to do it, So, and this is the team to do it against. That's that's it, and I'm pretty good at picking how bad teams perform and if they overperform um, so far this season. So there you have it, guys. Hopefully, I didn't bore you too much. Uh, you know, we kept it under 90 minutes. I'm super happy. If you have any questions or you want to uh, talk sports or whatever, uh, or you need any sleep help, feel free to keep listening to this podcast. Uh, download all other episodes. Uh, I release all of my football ones as for fun. And if you guys get any good value out of it, let me know. If you get good value out of the other episodes, too, that's focused more on sleeping and just me talking, uh, let me know, too. Um, send me an email. You can send me fan mail, droolishpodcast at gmail.com. Reach out to me on Twitter, uh, at droolishpodcast. I have a Facebook page, too. I don't use it that much, I'll be honest with you. Um, but you can reach me there. I have a YouTube channel, but really, if you're listening on the phone, you really don't need the audio, or sorry, video aids. Uh, so I will hopefully... Um, get more of these videos out too in case you are a YouTube listener and uh, outside of that you guys uh, hopefully have good luck this weekend make good bets uh, and if you're listening and I'm only saying that if you're listening during the day if you're listening at night then hey have, have a good night guys I know uh, these football ones I don't talk too much about sleeping and whatnot, but I feel very strong about like how how I normally talk in my voice so I'm not too worried about that uh, I just want to hope. I just want to try to provide value outside of just the sleep. And uh, I don't know. That's just kind of how I think. Is that, is that I, I want to help others, and I think this is the right way for me to do it, especially as someone who likes to sleep. Uh, maybe maybe next episode I'll talk about like 15 unorthodox ways to um, go to sleep easier that I've tested and tried. Uh, I'd like to split test a lot of things. I don't actually post a lot of the stuff. Uh, and, and a good friend of mine, uh, he. He, um, he's a poker coach. He goes by his handle is Split Suit. Uh, if you're listening, if you're listening, Split. Uh, glad you're listening. If not, uh, you know, I want to shout you out. You're a really smart dude, and he's been a poker coach, and he's someone that's been encouraging me to uh, just start posting and talking more about like my process and my documentation on a lot of things. Uh, he says, you know, more people would probably be interested in, in hearing more. So I figure, why not? As long as it's not too time intensive and you know, to throw it out to the world and do a show and tell. And, you know, it's kind of like my show and tell this podcast. So, yeah, hopefully you guys had a great hour. Um, hopefully you're not listening to me at this point if you are trying to sleep. And you guys take care and dream easy. I'm going to let you coast off into the rain.